is Amina Hall. I am the events manager with the Health Collaborative in Greater Cincinnati. The Health Collaborative, we are a nonprofit, multi-stakeholder organization based in Cincinnati, Ohio. And we lead data-driven improvements that result in healthier people, better care, and lower costs. And our services, they include a robust set of improvement-oriented benefits to our memberships. And those include 30 hospitals, health systems, 150 long-term care facilities, and about 100 select business partners. And I have the pleasure this morning to talk to Justin Fullen, who is the Vice President of Sales for Green Security. And Justin is joining me on our very first THC web series. So yay! <laughs> Thanks for having me to help kick this off, you know. Yeah. And, uh, just helps me feel more connected. Being I'm working from home and I'm always on the phone. This is nice to be on video for once. Yes, yes. So we all are trying to adjust to this uh, new normal. Uh, everyone is home. Well, not everyone. Some are not, but a lot of us are working from home. We are trying to uh, still keep business flowing and rolling. And this opportunity just kind of came to mind to do a series to feature some of our members and our partners, talk about what um, is going on with the COVID pandemic and how that affects your business and your customer base and what you can still offer um, through your services during this time. So this web series is one of many that THC is launching and we're so excited to have our GPO vendor Green Security to join us. And so Justin, if you will, just tell me a little bit of background about your role with Green Security and who Green Security is. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Mina, my background is actually as a registered nurse. I worked in uh, as a provider on the other side of the table, I guess, for many, many years uh, before joining Green Security over five years ago. Um, Green Security is a solution to manage all non-employees. Many facilities are used to hearing about vendor credentialing, but we saw an opportunity to really look at the entire institution, and I'll even go beyond that with systems growing as much as they are now. It's an enterprise safety solution. And so we saw an opportunity to not just look at vendors and in that silo or that supply chain area, but to really pull in contractors, which many times are going through three to four different types of screening processes that may be manual or automated um, or electronic, and then also visitors. And visitor management is something that children's hospitals and grade schools have been very focused on, but I'd say adult hospitals and long-term care facilities if they do any kind of visitor management, it's manual and, um, you know, they can't necessarily pull reports or ask standardized screening questions, which we can talk about today. But getting all non-employees in one system really allows for a great deal of um, uh, efficiency to be able to go into one platform and know is who is in your facility in terms of hospital preparedness. Yes, absolutely. And so especially now with safety and security, that's a top priority for many companies and especially right now, many hospitals. So how is Green Security helping those, you know, in need of monitoring those visitors as we're seeing um, with visitors going to the hospitals, you know, they're stopping you at the door. There's now a process of getting into some of those hospitals. So can you talk about that? Yeah, access restrictions, especially in early March, uh, started to really tighten down. Initially, we said, saw 
only vendors that were going to be supporting a scheduled case for that day would be allowed in. And we've really seen that shift with the cancellation of a lot of elective procedures to a point where really no vendors are allowed. Visitors, very much limited, um, one per family member, and usually only in an end-of-life scenario. Um, and then obviously the impact um, to the nursing homes and long-term care facilities, um, a very vulnerable population. And so as a result of that, there's, there's pretty much a, a no visitor uh, restrictions in many scenarios there. You know, that's one of the great travesties, I think, right now of the impact of COVID is just how many people are maybe in an end of life situation and, and really can't be surrounded by their loved ones and family members. Yeah. And I, I, my heart goes out because I know that's got to be really tough. Not only I used to work in a hospice as a hospice nurse. So it's not just about the patient. It's also about the family and their grieving as well. So as we initially made that shift, our role was really to communicate that to the vendors because hospitals were just like, we've got to get PPE. We need yeah. to communicate this to the vendors, but we really don't have the time to be spending on that. We need to be working on our immediate response plan. And so we handled a lot of the communication, the increased awareness for vendors. Then we shifted into another phase where we were developing solutions for managing visitors and the vendors that did have to come in. So we have some screening tools that prompts either somebody who's processing a visitor or if a vendor's checking themselves in, uh, a self-check-in, we have screening questions so that we can assess their risk for exposure to COVID so that we can report on that. We can know who was in the building. Right. If you know a certain unit was exposed to COVID, you could actually follow up with communication to the people that you actually were know in that, that were in that part of the hospital. And the next phase is really, as, as I think, you know, May, June, and July, they're going to start looking at how do we return to normal? How do we start scheduling those elective procedures? Because their, you know, their revenues are down. And hospitals are also feeling the same financial impact that many other industries, service industries, are experiencing. And so not only those screening tools, but additional communications and trainings for yes. the vendors around COVID awareness and their policies and procedures, that's where we can really lend a big hand. And even on the visitor management side, continuing to evolve those screening questions for visitors and managing a certain number or limit of visitors that might be coming into a facility. So, so Justin, those are some of the upgrades that you recently have done with yes. COVID-19, okay. So I know you have been extremely busy with all of this happening and I'm sure you're gonna continue um, with your teams uh, and you're a, a company that's all across the country, correct? So you're, you're yeah, not- yeah. It's weird because, you know, I've shifted to having traveled all over the country, not only for initial presentations, but also for implementations and meeting with different department leaders to, to get them engaged. Typically, supply chains kind of own vendor credentialing all by themselves. Right. And our role is to provide so support and pull all those other stakeholders and give them visibility and engage them in the process and, you know, improve compliance as a result of that. So. It has been a big shift for me. I'm doing everything from my home, and yeah. uh, we've tried to increase that sort of um, connection through opportunities like this with Zoom and, and webinar presentations and trainings. We're still onboarding new customers. Uh, we just onboarded a large health system in the New England area, and okay, we're able to do the implementation all remotely. So as a matter of fact, the response from the vendors, because many of them are at home, 
has been great. This is an excellent time to get the vendors to sign up and get their immunization documents in, and Very good. all of our technology can be can be implemented remotely. So, um, as a business, we've been able to navigate um, this uh, COVID pandemic pretty well, and, and we feel fortunate for that. Good, good. I'd love to hear that. So, Justin, tell me how has partnering with the Health Collaborative helped your mission, helped Green Security's mission, and uh, just you know, spreading the word about the resources that you offer. Yeah, um, a couple of things. I think number one, um, just having that regional approach. I mean, when you make a change with vendor credentialing, one of the concerns that a lot of supply chain leaders will have is the cost to the vendors because it's a vendor paid solution. It's yes. not something that the hospital pays for. And right. so um, they don't want to add necessarily another one. So the health collaborative was really excellent by getting an entire region behind an effort like this. And I think that's good for the vendors, it's good for the region. And I also think that the Health Collaborative was very much in line with our mission. We were talking about emergency preparedness and disaster planning long before this pandemic. It was a big part of our focus. The Health Collaborative saw that not only as something that would help hospitals, but that would support the entire region in terms of an effort. So shared information, um, you know, being able to, to share best practices and approaches. Um, TriHealth has been a great customer for us to work with and has been very engaged in that. And then secondly, um, you know, we really didn't, our offices are based in New York, I'm based in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Cincinnati, as we talked about just before we got started, you know, it's a very big, small town. Yes. And um, having <laughs> local sort of voices and people who know the market and know the area and yeah. talk about this national business um, on our behalf and, and kind of giving us uh, an understanding of, of what the Cincinnati market is dealing with and how they're unique has been a, a huge help for us um, in working with the Health Collaborative. Very good. And I didn't even pay you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with that all on my own. Yep. I know, I know. Well, Justin, I don't want to take too much of your time. Today's your birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, thank you. And I don't know what special plans you have around the house today or in the yard. <laughs> if the weather permits, there'll be some barbecuing. I'll pretend I'm, uh, I'm outside and, and uh, you know, not in quarantine. Yes. Some, smoke some, some steaks or something or have some burgers. Yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Relax. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I really, really appreciate the time that you've taken to join me today. And uh, we really appreciate the partnership that we have with you in Green Security. And I know we will be working together more and more. My colleague, Andrew Jerkson, um, I'm sure who you talk to on a frequent basis. He's our GPO manager. So we're really looking forward to continuing this partnership and anything that the Health Collaborative can do, you know how to find us. You can visit our website, thehealthcollab.org, um, as well um, visit all of our social media channels on LinkedIn and Facebook and uh, Instagram. So again, Justin, so much a pleasure to meet you. This has been awesome. Thank you again. And I'm sure you will enjoy your birthday. You know, turn, the, turn some tunes on and uh, have, a, have a great Friday. Thank you. Yeah, I think you saw my family's home. My daughter was walking down the stairs <laughs> at the very beginning. Yeah. And uh, they'll definitely treat me well. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to having time with the family. Appreciate the partnership. Yes. Um, Health Collaborative. Um, Andrew has been fantastic. And so um, looking forward to 
hopefully seeing uh, us come out of this pandemic and the restrictions yes. are continuing to support your members. Yes, yes, very good. Well, thank you so much again, Justin, and we'll be talking soon. Have a great day.